0: Here is one that has always inspired me, AJ Roberts. I saw something pop up and it made me think of him. I'm heading to San Diego this weekend to co-host an event on public speaking and being on stage with Brian Tracy, Andreas Bocha and Nick Unsworth. And AJ's the man and he's in, based in San Diego as well, so he was on my mind. This episode is absolutely inspirational, unbreakable mindset. You'll see what I mean, just enjoy If you're in San Diego, guys, might see some of you there. Get involved by all in any way, ayalpha.com. Speak to you soon.
1: Which brings us to this point in evolution. Your expedition leader on this journey is my good friend, Adam Lewis Walker, whose mission is to discover those people who have managed to awaken their alpha, leading a life... Without limits.
0: Where do I start here? Right, AJ is originally from the UK. He moved over to America. I'm here to tell you exact details of that. Moved over to America. For me personally, what he's best known as, he was a powerlifting world record holder. He's done been very successful in business. He's involved with the underground marketing and underground seminar. Yannick Silver. I mean i really have to start picking things because he's done so well in so many areas. Recent, more recently, he's turned his back on the powerlifting and he really got into CrossFit. And then he's moved across as well into physique competitions um, and bodybuilding and absolutely smashing that in a very short time. I've been lucky enough to bump into him at a few events just in passing. And then more recently, I managed to have a good old talk to him in the Shark Tank in, uh, in Vegas. And... Hopefully that is why he's um on my show today who are gonna have a little chat about just mindset and getting things once you get an idea in your head just seeing it through and accomplishing it. I think I've talked far too much already, AJ. Would you like to add to that after I just asked you, are you ready to awaken your alpha?
1: No man, I think you covered the basis. We can get into anything deeper <laughs> if we need to. But yeah, you know, I go hundred miles an hour and pretty much whatever I I want to do. I do, and I do it to the best of my ability. I only know one speed, and that's full speed. And I kind of live by the the motto of, uh, you know, what's the point in living if you're not living to your fullest? So, you know, that's that's how I've lived my life since I was young, and I'm not sure where it comes from. But uh, I'm I'm very driven, and uh, I think that, you know, for most people, they have dreams, but for me, dreams become goals. Goals become you know, action items and, and then that becomes reality. So it, it's been quite the journey and I seem to be bouncing around and I still seem to be bouncing around and figuring it all out. But, you know, um, like I said, if, if I'm going to do something, I go all out and whether it's right or wrong, um, I give it everything. When it comes to being the alpha, we could focus on body, we could focus
0: on business, we could focus on balance, we could focus on belief, mindset, which I think we're going to sort of lean towards, but we'll see where the interview takes us. Could we find out a little bit more about your, alpha origin your backstory because at the end of the day you come from similar a a similar area to me and you're in california down in san diego it's nice there how did you come from here to there
1: yeah that's it's actually a great story it's very strange a lot of people when i go back and tell them because um you know now being a bodybuilder and, and former powerlifter you know was 320 pounds as a powerlifter and now walk around 250 pounds as a bodybuilder and you have to do the conversions if you're listening this if you're on the UK in the stone or if you're overseas in the kilograms because I don't know that stuff anymore but um, I got started young in the sport of basketball I don't know why I have some relatives over here in America who visited, and uh, the, the my cousins, they were uh, collegiate basketball players, uh, two girls. Fascinated with basketball, but if I look back and, and I look at why the fascination with basketball, I was never really that great at, at football or soccer. For me, I'm very calculated in what I do. I don't want to do something if I'm not going to be good at it. So I, at a young age, I realized like I wasn't that great at, at football, and I was always looking for something else to do. And then uh, your basketball came around, and I I was pretty good at it. America, I played for England. I made the England squad, was on the England squad for a while. I did not know any of this, man. Yeah, well, there you go. I learned something. What what position did you play? So I moved. So at at 12 years old, I was exactly the same height I am now. I was 5'11". So I moved (laughs) from a a five-man all the way to the point guard. When I moved to America, weightlifting was such an integrated part of sports, and I ended up in a really small town, I Oregon school, so most children were, were f- three sport athletes, and I played uh, American football, football, uh, basketball, and then did track and field. And so I was a three-sport athlete, but basketball was my passion. But the weightlifting came through that. And I didn't. I didn't. I grew up watching uh, strongman and and watching the world's strongest man on TV. It was. I was a big fan of it. I was always fascinated by big muscle. I always wanted to be mus. You know, big and muscular. And I actually had when I lived in England, I bought a bench press and some some of those uh, clay weights york York bench press it was oh, in my okay, bedroom
0: with the, the sand in them yeah the- yeah, and that was in my I bedroom
1: it, yeah. and I, I had no idea what I was doing, but I would always lift so while i wasn 't able to play sports and stuff, I started assisting coaches, I guess water boy would would be an appropriate title, but i essentially Love well, that for, for, <laughs> for, uh, for the football, you know I was there part of the team for basketball, I was there part of the team, but I, I was never shy in my opinion and I almost was another coach on the team, was was a big passion of mine then. In terms of the lifting, you know, it, it turned out that there was powerlifting and I had no idea that this was a sport. And I always thought I'd go into World's Strongest Man. Then I found the powerlifting and I was pretty strong. By the end of my school career, I had every single record there was. That's when I realised I was pretty strong. I qualified for um, a world championships that year. At, uh, yeah, that is,
0: that is freaky strength. What was like your awakening moment? When do you think it all started to change for you?
1: I never understood it really until recently because I just am an action taker and I don't really, I haven't really gone back and looked at well what happened to get there because I just keep yeah. moving forward. What I noticed was. Whenever I want to do something, I literally just implant myself in the situation of success. So when I wanted to play basketball, my goal, you know, I, my thought process was I'm going to play in the NBA. There was never any there was never any doubt in my mind that I would end up as an NBA player. And so that's why at 16 years of age, I made the leap of faith and left my home and left everything and came to America. When I got into the powerlifting in college, Brent Mike Sell was a world record holder. He lived about an hour and a half from me. Twice a week, I would drive up, so, you know, an hour and a half to drive there and train with them, an hour and a half to come back, and I just did that. After college, I moved to um, Kentucky to run a health club, and Westside Barbell, which is the strongest gym in the world, is four hours away, so I would, every Friday, drive four hours there, four hours back, eventually eventually moved to Westside Barbell, you know, became the world record holder at Westside, and then when I was ready to be done with powerlifting, and we can get into that if we have time, but when I was ready to be done with powerlifting and I wanted to focus on business, I was like, where is everyone in the industry that I want to be in located? And it was basically Florida, Austin, or San Diego. Yeah. And I was always had a lot of affair with San Diego. I'd come here on vacation. I picked San Diego and I literally just implant myself in the place I need to be. Of course, if you look at that too, while I was doing that, I'm essentially attaching myself to mentors. That you know, that's my athletic career. So now, going into bodybuilding, I hired a nutritionist. I hire someone to help me with my training. Even though I'm a well-renowned strength and conditioning coach, yep, you know, I, I still understand that there's. I'm new to the sport of bodybuilding, and I could try to figure it all out, or I could work with somebody who who has the same belief system and principles as I do, but has has put it into the sport of bodybuilding in the positions of success. So I find. I find where I need to go to be successful and then find the people who are going to help me be successful. And I don't, it doesn't matter to me what anyone else thinks or what anyone else says. As long as I believe it and I have unbreakable belief in myself, I know that eventually everything is going to come through because my life has continually been that. You can do whatever you want if you're willing to sacrifice whatever it takes. It's not necessarily about always achieving the goals you set out to do, but understanding that if you want to it's possible and you just have to do whatever it takes but sometimes those things are not things you're willing to do it's okay to decide that you don't want what you originally set out it's okay to decide like you don't want to be the very best because you don't want to sacrifice you know free time or family or things like that now when i was powerlifting i pretty much sacrificed everything in order to become the world record holder the problem is is when it comes down to the simple decision they decide that that's not really what they want and they do that in either delaying um getting you know delaying starting or pro- procrastinating or creating excuses about why they couldn't do this or they couldn't do that or why they can't go to this seminar or they can't fly and you know that's in America I can't go and 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 I know you've traveled a lot and it's it's very different mentality yeah. but a lot of people don't understand that and I think that that's the biggest difference is just the understanding that you really do have the ability to do whatever you, you want and it's really not as hard as people make out. And the reason it's not as hard is you're playing the game on your own. Yeah. There's not many people who are willing to step up. So you're actually playing the game on your own. There's very few people in, com- think, yeah,
0: in competition. yeah. I think it's important, AJ, as well, like you said about finding mentors or trainers that you you know you share beliefs with and different things. And it's it's really for me, it's important what we're doing here as well, is finding inspiring people so people can connect with them and see likeness in themselves i mean straight away i made assumptions about you sort of the first time i or before i properly met you and then i heard a little twang in your voice i obviously didn't assume i assumed you went from england and it's like whoa 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 you're from the uk you're from down south in the uk same as me what are you doing over here you can't do this <laughs> so that i mean for me little things like that it's just inspiring to see you know where you've come from and where you've gone and here in your journey it's easy straight away as well to forget. We're just talking about your sporting journey um, and performance on that area. Could you tell us a little bit more about, because I know about it, but a little bit more about your successes in business because we almost skirted right past that because it's been so interesting. Could we have a little like a sum up of what you're currently doing and some of the successes you've had recently?
1: Yeah, so I realized that in order to be able to do what I wanted to do, I had to have an income to be able to support that because the sport of powerlifting is not a rich sport. I remember it was actually Eric Cressy um, who got me into the business side of things because I saw what he was doing while I was in college. I saw what he was doing. I reached out to him and said, Hey, you know, um, yeah, I see you got these DVDs and these manuals and all of this stuff. And it was very fascinating to me. And he was making, you know, selling it online and that was the beginning of it and i went to a Ryan Lee boot camp and and when i was at that boot camp i had a weird feeling what what year oh, was that aj man this was, was probably it- back in 2004 oh man one of it the was, early ones it was, yeah it was like the very oh. first one and so but i had this realization that i want to be on that stage so i need to talk to the speakers so that was my mission during that seminar was to be uh, learn how to be the guy on stage and so you know, looking back now, and I'm you know speaking in front of you know 500 audiences of 500 plus people, it, it's it's crazy because I had that thought process from the very beginning. I thought I wanted to go into the strength and conditioning industry, but when I found out the money they made <laughs> and how and, and how the how it operates, it's a very you know old boys club, and it's who you know, and you, you your job security is very very yeah. thin in the collegiate sports yeah. over here. Head coach gets fired, strength and conditioning coach gets fired. And you're, so, de-
0: you're definitely trading uh, hours for dollars as well.
1: Right. And so I looked at it, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go into the private sector and open a facility. I had a friend who had a, a kind of a, a warehouse gym. Was training people out of there, but I wasn't doing very well. And then that led me to uh, Pat and Nick uh, of the fitness consulting group. Instead, I ended up moving to Kentucky to run their health club. And I, and I I'm actually moved to run their personal training department Within a few months, I was running the entire health club. But I was only there for a short period of time of eight months in the actual health club. Because when we were there, I started learning the marketing side of things. And then I started helping them with their fitness consulting group. And at first, it was just helping them get things online. I started as a tech. But after a while, the, my marketing chops got in there, and we—I started working with them on their marketing, and we were coming up with these uh, elaborate plans online, and we were making—you know—we were doing very, very well, um, and helping a lot of personal trainers. And that started to attract trainers who had businesses that needed help, and so we started to acquire other people's businesses. I left 2012 after I broke the the uh, no, 2011 after I broke the world record. Um, I decided. I think it was more about wanting to uh, being an entrepreneur, wanting to do my own thing, yeah. and. So I stepped away from them and started launching other fitness professionals. And, and bear in mind, this is all while I'm powerlifting. Yeah. Um, but I started launching other fitness professionals, uh, helping them launch their products online and things like that. And what I realized was that I was doing all this work and my income was dependent on how successful the launch was, but the workload was all the same. Yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't any difference in what I did. It was just difference in what I made. Uh, that's when I decided, you know what, I'm going to go into the industry that is making all, you know, I'm hearing about all these big launches and things like that. And so I said, well, I want to go right to the top. I don't want to work my way through it. I just want to leapfrog. Our Yoda question, who helped awaken your alpha? Um, I think Ryan Lee is really responsible for awakening the alpha. Yeah. I was always fascinated um, with success. And most people remember the show MTV Cribs. And yeah, I, I, I and it. I. <laughs> and you know what it's like growing up in England, you do not see that stuff very often, like you you don't see the cars are one liter engine cars. you don't see like <laughs> tanks driving around on the road. yeah, and so that show that show in itself opened my eyes to things I'd never seen before, and it's funny, but that created a desire for for wealth or what I believe wealth was at the time. A lot of my thought process is is if someone else has already done it. Then there's a way I can do it. If someone else can do it, why not me? Yeah, you know the real the real scary thing is when you're doing the things that no one else. Money is just like anything else. It's easy to acquire. It's easy to lose. Just like a relationship, easy to have a relationship, easy to you lose a relationship. It's easy to be successful and it's easy to fail. It's easy to win. It's easy to lose. And I look at life and everything as a game. It's it's a game, and we're playing this game. And if you look at a championship team, and I always go back to sports because that's my passion. But if you look at a championship team. Very rarely do you have an undefeated season. If you can focus always on the end goal, then you'll
0: be successful. If you don't have a destination in mind or you don't know where you're going, it, it doesn't matter what you do. It's like the uh, Alice in Wonderland. If, which way should I go or where do you want to get to? I don't know, but it doesn't matter then.
1: <laughs> exactly. It, it's this belief system in my mind that it's, it's literally you can do what you can do anything you set your mind out to it, it's just figuring out how to how to do it. And that's the game. But to understand that you are in charge and that it, everything is a simple choice. So taking the success and failures as a learning pattern and saying, okay, how do we go back and do this again in a different way? You know, Thomas Edison with the light bulb, he always says, you know, I didn't discover 10,000, I didn't fail 10,000 ways, I discovered uh, 10,000 times, I just discovered 10,000 ways not to build a light bulb. <laughs>
0: I think what I like about stuff like that, like 10,000 failures straight away, when I'm going through failures like that, I'm thinking, this is good. Most people are going to drop out. Like this means it's very hard to do and most people aren't going to bother. So, you know,
1: they always say like, they always say the harder things get, the closer you are to your, your true meaning. And the, the resistance, the, the build of resistance, the bigger the resistance, the closer you are to hitting the home run, the closer you are to hitting the nail on the head. But most people turn and run in the resistance. It's those that fight through and power through that make that make it. And everyone says, well, they got lucky. or You know, there's always a reason why that person. And the truth is they just put their head down and they refuse to quit. Thank you for enduring my enthusiastic friend. Awaken Your Alpha has Emily just been released into the wild. And to help it evolve into a fine beast, head over to
0: ayalpha.com. Getting ready for season two. It is imminent. It's very close. So head over there, get fully hooked up the full 40-minute version of this interview which was just pure gold. When I edited this, literally you got the first 15, 18 minutes or so because it's so hard to cut it down. It's just all gold. Head over to there. You can get the links there for the iTunes, for Stitches, to fully hook, subscribe. that really helps our rankings when we're coming back. And review the podcast. I'd love you to do that. And for those, again, that one, two, three percent of people who are listening who actually want someone in their corner, want that support, want that coach, want that mentor to show them the way that they can simply, if they decide, if they make that choice to pursue and make 2016 their best year yet, get in contact with me directly and we'll jump on our phone to have a talk and find out what is the best thing for you to do going forward in 2016. Okay. I hope you enjoyed and uh, any support you can send my way with in terms of this podcast coming back. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you and see you on the next episode.